Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Wowzers. All right. Internal, quick internal. Uh, it's late. Um, should be going to bed here soon, but I wanted to go to get the episode done for casual talk radio. Thank you for dialing in. My name is Leister. I'm your host. If you're new, welcome. I think you'll find it's unique, different, and it's because we're never scripted. I start with a personal update. I'm going to do that here again today, and it's going to be really fast. Just FYI. I'm doing one more shot at this business of trying to buy the car that I really want for some level sets, some background, because some may not know what I'm talking about. I've been struggling now to get this car for, let's see, since December. Yeah, roughly December, second week of December-ish, I started the mission to buy a car. Why didn't I have a car before? Because during the pandemic, I basically told I had a car, I had a loan, I told the bank, screw you, take your car, pick it up, right? And so I gave it back. And then they sent me a check for $4,000. That's how much in demand my car was, but also just how overpriced they were selling used cars and how much in demand the car, it was one of those high demand cars. So I told them, take it, because I wasn't going to pay for it anymore. It was ridiculous because I was having tough, tough times, as many were in 2021. And I knew that until I got everything back on level, I wasn't going to be able to justify paying a monthly payment, especially not for a used car, certainly not for a car that was already, I believe, yeah, five years old. Screw that. No, not going to work for me, brother. And so I said, take your car, pick it up. Sent me a check that helped me get by. And I was struggling. I was struggling a lot. And then mid uh, last year, signed my first endeavor. I'm still working the first endeavor. And then I signed my second endeavor officially in September, started in October. And that one's been going. And so the, just a quick update there, the first endeavor, they're relying more on me. We're getting a lot done, but there's a lot still to be done. I mean, it's, it's bad, not because of anything with me, but because of their situation they put themselves in was screwed up from the get go. And I've told them, I've been telling them for months now, I've been working with them close to a year. They're going to be paying me more money. I didn't ask for it. They see the value in me. And so I'm going to do everything I can to help them, but it's, it's a lot of work. And I frankly can't rely on the other two people on the team. So what we found was the other guy I was having an issue with, he's kind of set off to the side and I've kind of excluded him from stuff because he was just getting in the way. He's one of those that doesn't want to improve. He said, quote, I don't like change for the sake of change. Anybody who's listening to me here, that's worked in technology, you know that being change, being change averse is not beneficial to your company. And you're going to be out the door if you do this. So with him, I've kind of set him off to the side. And then the other one we have is a junior person, contractor like myself, but not at my level. And we're finding out that 
they'll say, yep, we got this done and we did this. And then it turns out they didn't do it. So then the customer exposes this. And so I reported them to the manager and said, and the manager's like, well, what do you want me to do? What, what should we do? And I'm trying to leave it on her because it's really, it's, it's her. She's going to get beat up by the customer if we don't solve this. And I'm trying to say, you got to own this. It's yours. I, I'd love to call the shots, but it's not me. She doesn't report to me. So <laughs> it, that's out there. But then the second endeavor, they're getting into the next phase of this whole thing that's been going on for months. This whole thing started, I want to say like August, and it's been going for months and back and forth and just battles. And we finally got to some settle point. We're still not done. We've got all sorts of stuff missing. And I think that they understand what I've been telling them, which is you guys don't have time to be messing around like you're doing. So that one's moving forward. Meanwhile, it's like checks and money was easy now with between the two of them. The first one pays decent. The second one pays great. The two of them together help me get back to a level of stability. So now I'm at this point where I'm confident, I'm cool, collected, calm, everything's good. So now I said, I'm going to go ahead and buy another car because it's the right time. It's first, I need to get out of Nevada. Second, just to get around and make sure I've got transportation and I'm not stuck and so on. So I went in December, got a car. I was going to buy it from Carvana. Carvana said, you know, if you, I don't know if you heard the pitch or seen the pitch. Carvana says, you know, we'll, we scan the car. We do all this analysis. We care about the customer. We'll get it done. We'll ship it to you. 14, 15 grand, <clears throat> excuse me, 15 grand for this car. It's a nice, it's an SUV. I don't like it, but whatever. It's a nice vehicle. So, okay. 15 grand. I signed the deal. Fine. Had some issues getting it done. Took me three tries. I finally get it done. They're like, yep, it's going to be here first week of January. Fine. I make plans with all the other stuff. I cut off my utilities. I'm ready to get up because I already got a new place in the, where I'm going. And I've been paying rent on that one now for two months. Haven't been there because of what I'm about to tell you. So then the day of the delivery day, two hours before the delivery, driver calls me from Carvana, says, yeah, it's got a check engine light. I'm not comfortable delivering it deep, 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 and I'm livid. Because that means they could not have done any sort of analysis, any sort of diagnostics, any sort of check on this vehicle. And they had a whole month to do it. And they sat on it until the very last minute. Because apparently they don't do the real diagnostics until they have it in your local whatever. And this one I had to get shipped in from Oregon or something. So I'm living. I'm like, okay, get Joe the mechanic and get him to scan it and fix whatever's wrong. And then if we need to reschedule it a week or something, fine. But get Joe the mechanic to get it fixed or whatever. She doesn't call back. So I'm, I'm livid. I escalated to the BBB. Their executive office contact says, you know, we understand what happened. It was, it was not supposed to have been missed like this. We'll make sure you get your money back because we're not going to be able to get you that car and you don't want any other replacements because all the other ones are crap. Okay. And I don't trust you guys. So I had to get my money back. So no problem. Separately from this, I engaged with an online service to buy a different car. This one was 10 grand. It was a used car. 2016, it wasn't the car I wanted, but I needed some transportation. I needed to start the process because I needed to hurry up and get out of here. So that's the car that I purchased, again, online that came from Arizona. I have that car. It's in the garage. When I got the car, I noticed a rough idle. Okay, so I don't know what the heck's going on. I just kind of let it marinate, but I know something's wrong. So I get a, a mechanic, get it tuned up, as I always do, do an inspection, as I always do. Mechanic didn't do a great job for the inspection, but he's telling me some things that, you know, there was some body damage here and this is kind of weird and something was repainted. So he's pointing out stuff where 
Clearly something happened. We don't know what, but clearly something happened. No problem. He does the tune-up. He tells me, no, the oil hasn't been changed like 20,000 miles and all this. And then he, he checks the codes for the check engine, OBD, and doesn't see anything wrong. After he resets, he doesn't see anything wrong. So he does the tune-up. Seems to be smoother. He leaves. Okay, the rough idle comes back. I get another technician out to do another analysis. And when they're scheduled, the check engine light comes on while I'm driving. So now I'm pissed because the first guy didn't catch it. The dealer didn't report it. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going right. Second technician, he's a lot better than the first one. A lot calmer, less on drugs. Maybe I don't know. He does, he does a way better job of checking the codes and kicking and forcing the code to come back again. And turns out the catalytic converter is toast. I think I might've told this story to people listening before, and I want to break this down of why this got a fiasco. So I have this car now, cat converter is toast. And if you know cars, catalytic converter is one of the most expensive repairs you can do on a car. I'm not too worried about it because I got a steep discount buying the car. So I'm okay with this part of it. I get the cat converter fixed, take it to Meineke, cool dude, we get it all fixed up. So now the car's it's drivable. I've been driving it for a while, has not had an issue. The idle's a little rough, but that may just be the car. It doesn't have the features I want, though. So in my mind, it's a decision. Either I upgrade the car I have, like go ahead and change the parts to get some of the features I want, or I buy another car. I've already put like 15 grand into the car. So I figure I'll keep this. Now I need to get it registered so I can get the new title. Nevada... DMV refuses to register the car unless I agree to form to do it as a salvage because they see something on the record that tells them it should be a salvage title. And I'm living. I went this three, three attempts. Can't get it done. They're forcing it. I talked to a lady. She's like, yeah, it's because they see something and that's why they're not going to let it go unless that old company, because of a prior incident, clears this off the record. Well, I can't reach that company. It's actually farmer's insurance. I learned this later. So now I can't get the car registered in Nevada. I call the new state where I'm going. They're like, we don't see anything on the record. We'll register it deep, deep. So I'm like, okay. So basically it's just Nevada's all screwed up and I need to get out of here. So now I'm making plans in my mind. I'll just deal with it. I'll do the drive. It's like a day and a half drive. I'm not looking forward to it without certain features that I've been used to. When I drove down from Oregon to Nevada, and this is, in, this is a special, that car had all sorts of cool features to it. That made it a more comfortable drive as well. It was a hybrid. So it was a, it was an easy drive, low gas. I didn't have to worry about too much issues. Now this car, it's a basic car. doesn't have any features. The dang thing doesn't even have a CD player. And apparently that's a thing where they're not doing CD players. And I'm like, screw this. So now I'm mentally preparing. Okay. I'll just buy a, a, a it's called a DIN, but it's basically a large, head unit that has a CD player because I'm putting a CD player in my freaking car because these car dealers can screw themselves with this. So, and I got one for a really good deal, really nice unit and shout out to Wally world for this. And then uh, I can either do it myself or have the locals install it. I don't care, but I'm getting ready to do this separately from this. Then I identify another vehicle. This vehicle is a 2014, but it's the same type of car that I had before the one that I gave back to the bank with more bells and whistles, more features. It's got what I want. The mileage is really good. And so I'm like, okay, and the price is really, really good. So I'm now thinking, okay, I'm going to give this one freaking try. It's not Carvana this time. One more try to get this car. And if this don't work, 
I'm getting on the road with the car I have and I'll just deal with it. Here's what I learned. For whatever reason, on the West Coast, they've crammed to SUVs. You can barely find any good, I'm talking good, quality sedans out here anymore. You can't find, you hardly can find any coupes. You can't really find any convertibles, which is really weird. So now you either have extremely overpriced cars like Teslas, or you have a bunch of SUVs that look like crap, or you have a bunch of trucks, or you have all these things that nobody really wants. Like if you think people that graduate from high school, right? 18 year olds, you're not going to toss them into an SUV. That's nuts. There always used to be a variety of different size vehicles for different needs. People that don't have families don't need SUVs, right? I don't need an SUV. There's no reason. So you used to have, you know, the Hyundais and the, the Kias. We still have Kias, but they're high end now or they're SUVs. It drives me nuts. And then there's no Plymouths. There's no Isuzu's. All the Jeeps are garbage. Like So now I'm really frustrated with the selection of cars on the West. And meanwhile, in the East, they've got every single type of car I could ever think of. They're really nice priced, really good deals, but they're all on the East Coast. And I don't understand that. It doesn't make any damn sense. So now... I'm saying I'm going to try this car one more freaking time. And if this thing falls through, screw it. I'm just going to do the drive and deal with it. Get to where I'm going and get the heck out of here because I'm tired, frankly, because I'm going to have to pay another month's rent here. Plus, I have to pay the new place, which I'm not. That's not fun. I don't like having to pay the dual rent, but I'm going to have to. I don't have a choice because of this garbage. So that's where I'm at is. I'm really desperately trying to get out of here and I'm going to give this one more shot. What I'm not going to do is pay because every single car dealer, they're all assuming, yeah, you just do a loan deep, deep. Everybody wants you to take out more debt and put yourself in more debt. It's like, I got cash to pay it, but the price has to be reasonable. I'm not going to pay outrageous prices for a used car with 150,000 freaking miles. The one I got, it's got 60,000 miles. I can deal with that. It's reasonably low. One owner, the whole nine, I can I can work with this and the price is really not that bad. I'm saying that it was a struggle getting past egregiously high mileage cars. Yes, I understand modern technology to do to do. Bottom line is I still am one of those where the mileage cannot be too high. I just dealt with that with this car. Its mileage wasn't that high and then it had a catalytic converter issue. So I know some of it's how the car was treated and I don't want to take that chance. Meanwhile, I still need to get the heck out of Nevada, primarily inspired by the fact that Nevada DMV doesn't want to seem to register my car that I bought legally. That's what I've been tussling with. And as a result, I have to waste time just trying to get the stuff together. And then I can't spend the time I'd like to finishing up the packing. I had to stop the packing because I'm dealing with this car nonsense. I'd love to finish up the packing. I'd love to get the heck out of here. I'd love to get to the new place. I'd love to get settled in to a groove, get my studio set back up, get everything back the way it was. And I cannot do because I'm fighting nonsense around a DMV where they're doing something I don't really think is right and can't really do anything about it. So that's been my February, vast majority of February and halfway January. Meanwhile, since Carvana screwed me, that started a domino effect. Everything else now had to be realigned, rescheduled, changed around, shifted around. I had an issue with the main internet because... They said they canceled it and then they didn't cancel it. I had to get that fixed. Everything, everything just was a spiral. So I'm talking and recording this on my backup internet, which isn't really that fast because 
as I was testing it on some downloads, two megs a second is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible, I, you know, so, because I was up in like a 300 megabits a second, and now I'm down to two because it's backup internet. It was never intended to do this. It's for when the main went out. I can't set up the main in good conscience because I know I'm going to be out of here sooner or later. I can't set up in the new place, even if I wanted to, because they require it be the same day that you're physically there. So now I'm like, again, everything's a waiting to game. It's waiting. I can't leave until I figure out the car situation. Once I figure out the car situation, I still have to pay the current stuff. I can't enable utilities in the new place until I'm physically there, which means I have to stay at a hotel. I can't book the hotel until I know what damn there. I have to schedule an appointment with the new complex. They only book one person in the office. I can't schedule that till I know exactly when I'm going to arrive. I can't know that till I'm on the road. And then there's the winter storm. If you're not at least in the Midwest or the East, you don't know what I'm talking about, but the winter storm is spreading right across. We're getting pieces of it. We're getting high winds right now. There's heavy rains, intermittent. And then there's the winter storm up in the Midwest and in the East. Now, if I were to leave, I would be driving straight into it. And that's a risk. Everything is a waiting. Everything is a stop all because of that stupid Carvana fiasco messing up the timing of everything else. The upside, the only upside that I can call out is the fact that hopefully we can get into spring where it'll be nicer driving weather because when I went from, this is my wrap-up, when I went from California, I drove up to Washington, I did that in the winter. I did that over New Year's Eve, believe it or not. When I drove from, let's see, Washington, yep, to Colorado, I did that over November, pretty sure that was. Actually, it was December. It was December. Again, when I drove from Colorado to Oregon, that was December, late, late December. When I initially left Oregon, that was October, but then I had to go back, and that was on New Year's. Every single time I've had to move because of the way the businesses work, it's always fallen on or immediately after Christmas because of their timing. Everything is they're trying to ramp up for new year. They're trying to beat a fiscal or some other garbage. And so I was the one upside of this whole fiasco is because of the delays, it's going to push me into the springtime. If it pushes me into the spring, it means I should have an easier drive of it, which is a somewhat appealing to me. The downside, of course, is I have to continue to pay rent here. And that's not appealing to me personally, but I do what I do. So that's my fiasco. And I figured I would dedicate this episode to simply telling the story. I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I'm going through. Here's the up point, though. I am going to make it up to you for listening this long. I'm going to make it up to you. Wednesday's episode is going to talk about the chaos and fiasco for other people. This around the current administration and the lab leak theory and some of the stuff that came out if you're watching Fox News, and if you don't, don't worry about it, but I'll tell you about that and what it means and why I think people should be pissed off about it, frankly. So to make up for you having to listen to my rant today, that's what I'm going to dedicate next week's episode, or next, wait, next week, Wednesdays, <laughs> episode two is talking about that chaos and fiasco that we just learned. Come to the administration. I will only talk about it. There will be no personal update because there won't be anything necessary to update I don't think <laughs> I will promise you that. Thank you. I promise it will get better for me. I don't know when, but it will get better for me. 
I'm a fighter, not a lover. It just so happens that there's a lot of battles and it seems like I'm never caught up, but hopefully I'm getting close. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.